0: You are listening to the Wi Fi Ninjas podcast, where we talk about wireless technology. Here are your hosts, Mac Daring and Matt Starling.
1: Hello, and welcome to the latest Wi Fi Ninjas podcast. I'm your host, Matt Starling, and I'm joined with Mac Daring. Hey, Mac.
0: Hi, Matt. How is it going?
1: Very good, thank you. And how are you?
0: Extremely well, thank you very much for asking.
1: <laughs> good stuff. So, Today we are going to be talking, we've reached the final P in our four-part P-series. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it, which is, yeah, the, uh, um, the periodic survey.
0: Took us some time. So what we have discussed so far, three types of surveys, right? Uh, yeah. What was it? I always forget. Deployment.
1: <laughs> Predictive.
0: And post-deployment.
1: Yeah. So then, yeah, and then, and then now uh, this one is our last one, the uh, periodic survey type. So I know it's probably a bit. Sometimes people m- may get a bit confused on when they say something comes to an echo survey, like what what type of survey are they doing? So hopefully this series has given the guys a bit of an insight onto what the different type of survey types yeah. are. Yeah, they... so
0: hope it will change the perception of the so-called wireless survey because especially in sales departments, everything that we do in the head is wireless surveys and they really love the AP on a stick part, don't they?
1: Yeah, you know what is really funny is um, one of the project managers at our company actually messaged me and said, uh, oh, I listened to your your recent like podcast and stuff and now I've got a much better understanding of what the different types of surveys are. So he goes, it's really helpful for him when he's doing the project management on of The wireless side, and he understands now what the different kind of surveys and stuff are. So that was really good. For just even in our company, that uh, yeah, I had even similar you... feedback from internal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that's I mean that's really good. Um, it's just helping to even educate people that are not even wireless technical. engineers or technical. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it exactly. just just shows it can help anyone.
0: So I'll I'll make some tests. I will play it over the Christmas uh, period to to my mom. <laughs> and then I will start asking her questions
1: uh, how about
0: t- the differences in, in the type of survey types.
1: How are you finding trying to get do any of your, do any of the family listen to any of, any of the podcasts? I try and make Francesca, my wife, listen to some, and then she'll politely listen to a few, a few minutes and be like, okay, I think I've had enough now. And then, <laughs> What about Mags? Is she the same?
0: Uh, well, she just checks my English, you know, because she's quite focused on pronunciation and stuff, which I don't care too much about to be honest and I think that for as long as people they understand me perfectly uh, it's it's fine it's alright I have different things to, to focus on and she's like you know oh, you should be making longer pose here or <laughs> <laughs> yeah you shouldn't be talking that quickly but you know it's not easy to not to talk that quickly if you're over excited about Wi-Fi as general right
1: yeah you just want to start rambling on as fast as possible
0: yeah, so I think that like a speech protocol in human language is a limiting part here because I would just like to you know To transfer all this knowledge to the episode and then for other people to connect to it and download it and understand it straight away Wouldn't that be awesome?
1: Yeah <laughs> Okay, okay. So let's, uh, let's
0: maybe start with challenges
1: Yeah, recent, recent challenge with regards to a periodic survey Okay. I'd right say on. out of all of the types of surveys that we we do periodic survey is probably one of the ones that the customer usually pays for this and I find that when you're doing a periodic survey it's more kind of something's now not going right at the customer site and they need you to come in and figure out what's going wrong or the requirements have changed so an example of um that for, for me is one of the first surveys that we did together when we went to that warehouse and um from day one the what they put in was would have been working perfectly and uh, over time they'd slowly started to add different elements to the uh, warehouse so for instance they built like a couple of mezzanine floors above um, where some of the warehouse racking is Um, and then they had on one of the back walls um, they had directional antennas kind of pointing down all of the warehouse racking and when they originally designed this and the layout of the floor with these kind of access points and antennas, it would have worked perfectly for that. But what we found is since however many years ago that was put, in, I, think, I think the Wi-Fi there was probably put in about 10 years ago and they hadn't really had that many issues until the last, I don't know, however long it was, year 18 months, the uh, warehouse manager decided they needed some more warehouse racking space. And then what they'd done, they'd built a a, a new Row of racking literally along that back wall, right in front of where those antennas were to go down the miles. So that was pretty much blocking most of the signal from the antennas. So that's why um, doing a periodic survey is kind of a really good tool to use. So you can go back and just check to make sure that uh, what was put in in the first place is still working as you'd expect it to.
0: Yep. How about I you, Matt? <laughs> uh, I had some 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 fun with periodic surveys uh, as well, especially when requirements change. So what you just discussed, it was the change in physical environment uh, that you know it was working fine, and now it's still working, but it's not as good as it used to be. What is it? They didn't know that they covered the access point, so uh, you could reveal that in the survey report and then correct it, which is fine. And I had a completely different challenge with uh, with the periodic surveys. It's where we put a really sexy network for one of our customers. And the requirement back then was to uh, keep them a basic, a basic coverage with uh, some sporadic voice and high density elements. So it would be mostly like, you know, one AP per room type of thing. It's a retail by the way, uh, but in, Quite a closed building where you have quite a lot of rooms uh, with some, you know, childcare and you know, bath staff. And each of these different uh, departments, they have their own uh, not too big room. It's like probably 10 by 10 or something. So from coverage perspective, capacity perspective, one AP per room would would make perfect sense. Then they had some open spaces like the atriums. Uh, that were probably about 20 meters by 10 with some some, some opening, like holding the floor uh, in the middle, uh, we would just still cut it for the best possible uh, coverage and capacity without adding for overlapping. Uh, so we just used as little amount of access points as possible, not to add too much to the overlapping. But a couple of months has passed and this perfectly operating network, while still working, uh, was not up to the task anymore because they wanted to have RTLS and a proper RTLS and after coming back on site what we were focused on is we were checking the RSSI from three strongest access points in every zone that we wanted to have triangulation capabilities in and of course it didn't work too well because it wasn't designed for that. So around the atrium area, you would see the access point that you are closest to with stronger SSI, but then the next strongest access point would be, uh, would be leaking from different floors for the atrium. So it just wouldn't, wouldn't work without massively increasing number of access points. So we had about 100 and we ended up thinking about having around 300 to make sure that we have at least three APs with stronger server in every zone, with APs installed on the outside perimeter of each zone. Uh, It's hardly practical, but if the RTLS is a new focus, that's what you would have to put in. So it's just just to show how the requirement might affect design, which can be clearly... You
1: know, and uh, i remember we me and you being there at this particular site until very late and i nearly missing my train Well, my last train home
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> good times <laughs>
1: okay cool is was, was that everything about your your recent challenge then
0: yeah, I think so. It, it's just like we've discussed two main categories, physical and requirement change. That's that's yeah. what the periodic survey is really about, right? Okay, so let's just jump into straight into that. What is a periodic, periodic site survey?
1: Okay, uh, it's basically a way that you can ensure that the wireless network is still performing optimally by what we call conducting a periodic site survey to account for any changes in the... In the wireless LAN environment or like you said if if the physical environment has changed the requirements have changed um, periodic survey is a great tool that you can go back to your customer and just check to make sure everything is still okay it's almost what we call like a health check survey
0: yeah true and it's I know that some people they're confused about the a periodic survey health check versus a post-deployment survey that we've discussed two weeks ago.
1: It's very similar.
0: It is very similar so pretty much you do everything the same you just focus on checking if it's still fit for purpose so if the requirements are still identical uh, than it used to be like last year or two years ago when you put the network in or when it was still fit for purpose then you would just check if, if uh, overlapping is still in check, if the RSSI and SNR is still good and this kind of stuff, if spectrum utilization is not too high, uh, and then if it's all good from the physical perspective, you say it's still operating fine, it's not overkill, it's amazing, but if the requirement changes, then you probably would do it in a more creative way, while previously it was designed for data, so the RF might still be perfect, it might still be perfectly operational wireless network, but you might focus on possibly looking at different locations of the access points, and you know just
1: because now they want to use voice over the wireless network, for instance.
0: Yeah, exactly. If it's voice over the wireless network, uh, then you would probably uh, focus more on the physical um, aspects um, affecting roaming, uh, like you know the data rates. Maybe you have to be more aggressive there. Maybe you have to. Uh, quickly review the configuration of the wireless uh, network, do some tweaks there, possibly outline it in the report. So it's not like one size fits all. Really, what we tend to do is we have one template for each survey type. By this template, it has quite a lot of blanks in there. So while we use this beautiful capability of Echo, how, uh to utilize JSON reports, we use that to produce the heat maps from from the survey on-site element of the survey to put it in there and then we have a couple of blanks saying what was the RF like, is it still fit for purpose, what are the old requirements versus new requirements, this kind of stuff. And we just Certainly. fill in the blanks and 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 focus on what feels right for this particular customer.
1: Exactly, so that's what a periodic survey is and shall we discuss now why it's important to do it and when you would do it?
0: Yeah, sure, go for it. <laughs>
1: Okay, so it's it's important to always always try and do it no matter what the vertical is. Like if it's a big or a small deployment, um, we know that clients will generally have a tendency to to push back on coming back to do the the, the post deployment and the periodic type survey. But um, you can really uh, find some information out for them uh, to help them improve their network. If, for instance, they occupy. A certain amount of floors on a shared building space and then now a new tenant has come in on the floor above or a floor below and they've just flooded the floor with their own Wi-Fi and now it's causing major issues on your perfectly designed network because there wasn't that much overlap before you can have 40 megahertz wide channels on 5 gigahertz but now you've gone in there and you see the channel overlap is quite bad because of the, the new tenants you can go back and make a recommendation to change from using 4 megahertz channels to 20 megahertz channels to reduce the overlap so just from coming back and just doing a quick health check you can already find one issue that you could rectify for them pretty quickly to improve the performance of the network for their clients um also some clients they may want to they may have a tendency to change the physical layout and, inv- and the environment like Take down walls, build different walls, make new meeting rooms, make new collaboration areas. So where you've actually recommended to have these access points placed before may not make sense now. So um, be a good way to check for that, and then maybe do a slight redesign on where the access points are to make it more optimal for the way that the office layout or the building layout is is now. Um,
0: exactly, and also. Uh... We might be in a situation where a client knows that something is about to change in their office and they would like to uh, survey for that before it happens so maybe they are bringing 100 more people in one area of the office and they want to check if the existing wi-fi will still be good after they make this change and you can address all that which is i think amazing uh, it is also a good opportunity to even if they don't make any changes to uh, tweak existing wi-fi maybe the devices that they, they, they use they're more capable today than they used to be two years ago maybe we so designed think... the network to support for 2.4 only like you know cheap uh cheap devices without five gigahertz radius but neither they're invested in new capable devices that, that that do five gigahertz perfectly maybe it just makes sense to utilize clean five gigahertz spectrum instead of using old 2.4 yeah
1: so yeah. as a, as a, as a rule of thumb How often would you say that you'd be recommending to a customer to come back and do the periodic health checks or type of survey?
0: Yeah, probably, again, there is no one size fits all. If you are in a secluded office on, you know, island without any people around and nothing has changed, then, then you might consider it not necessary. But if you are in central London where we are and it constantly changes massively, it might have a lot of sense to do it. I would say about once a year, why not? What do you think?
1: You know, I think that, that definitely makes makes sense um, for that, like you said, it, it can change depending on the, the client and the location of the actual physical environment and how aggressive they want to change their requirements to meet different um, requirements that they have.
0: Yeah, and also I think it's uh, it's not appreciated enough, and clients they think that it's going to be very expensive to do, while I don't think it is really because post-deployment survey, if if it's if it's not too problematic from the survey perspective, okay. So let's just think about when. Post deployment, so not post deployment. When periodic survey becomes a troubleshooting <laughs> session, assessment. Uh, yeah. Like if you don't have issues, if we in your network and you just want to check something, or if you have you know slightly affected network here and there, you would like to slightly improve it here and there. You change your requirements slightly. That that you know periodic survey is is amazing. But when 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 clients they have like a major problem, major issue. Then probably you won't be just walking around the floor uh, capturing RF data and saying, "Oh, RF still looks good." Uh, you would just go in and you would do a proper troubleshooting uh, session if, if if that makes sense. So that's probably a difference between between them two.
1: Yeah, and I'd, and I mentioned earlier, but I, I do tend to find that you. The periodic survey happens the the least amount of all of the types of surveys, and it's like you said we usually only get called back to do this kind of survey when there's a now there's an issue something is changing. When
0: everyone is screaming already, right? I think it's already too late.
1: <laughs> but if you have gone through the, if you've been like lucky enough to work with the customer since uh, the original network got put in, if you did the predictive survey, if you did the pre-deployment survey and you did the post-deployment survey and now you're going back in a year's time to the periodic survey and you should have documented all of that really well, you've got such like a, a nice flow of documentation that you can go back and, and have a baseline to compare to. So this is what it looked like before we did um our design now this looks like what we predicted the design would look like this is what the actual design looked like and now a year down the line this is what it looks like and now if you want to move to requirement x we can then do another design and make it work like that for you guys so
0: yeah you can also prove and uh, that's some changes in the devices that you set the network are beneficial, like you maybe upgraded HR to a beautiful new laptops supporting free spatial streams versus IT that still uses, you know, IBM from nineteen ninety five. And you take a look at the, you know, utilization and time that those devices spend in the air and you'll quickly realize that it makes sense to uh, possibly change those devices for newer everywhere. This kind of stuff, it's like it, it, it's fun.
1: Definitely. So I think I've probably covered why it's important to do it right. Um, should we touch on what tools, survey tools, we use to, to to complete this kind of kind of type of survey?
0: Naturally. So. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I
1: wonder. I wonder what it's going to be.
0: Yeah, me too. I I, I just cannot think about a, a single tool that would be quite helpful in this situation.
1: I just I just don't know if we've ever spoken about this <laughs> software or product before in, in any of our episodes.
0: Yeah, how was it called? Like Eka Bai, Eka Wow,
1: Ukla How is
0: uh Eka How. Oh, Eka Okay. Yeah, That's it rings one. a bell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Again, course... so yeah, we use it quite a lot. Yeah, and all the time. It's still perfect for periodic, yeah. yeah, it's the
1: best. It's the best thing. It's the best survey to out uh. there. The software and the hardware that they provide, I just don't feel like there's even anyone else in the market that can compete with these guys.
0: No, nah, not really, especially especially now. Oh, it will be, it will be good. Yeah,
1: by the time this uh, episode's been released, I'm sure there will uh, have been some announcements made about some some new stuff coming out with with the uh, Echohel products but I'm sure that Which, will help. Be...
0: will help a lot with this type of survey as well so exactly. I'm quite excited about it.
1: Oh, I'm so excited yeah so yeah, yeah that's what that's that's what we that's what we recommend that's what we use and that's what we would recommend you guys use to do your periodic survey Echo Health site survey pro and the Echo Health sidekick if you want some more details on exactly the product and how to use it. Uh, if you go back to our episode two, we we touch on touch on that quite a lot. So, if you want any more info, just jump jump back to that after listening to this. Exactly. So prerequisites, what are they?
0: Prerequisites. Of course, you have to have Wi-Fi in place to uh, to run the survey against and defined success criteria, and also have access to everywhere where you want to go on site. So all the Wi-Fi enabled areas you should have access to.
1: Cool. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then. I've so written t-
0: everything from my list and there is nothing left for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay, so maybe you're quite calm with uh, how do you actually perform the periodic survey? So, yeah. step by step, how do we do it?
1: Uh, you, you, like, going back to what I said, earlier, if, if you'd done the predictive and post deployment survey for the customer, you more than likely would. Just have the prepared survey plans but it's always good to ask to see if they've got any updated floor plans in case anything has changed like the physical environment or layout so make sure you get up-to-date floor plans and then you scale them properly Uh, if it's a multi-floor building make sure that you have aligned the floors correctly and got that your coverage requirements built in beforehand, so how many devices are going to be used in the network to find any like, exclusion areas, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there'll be no need to draw any of the walls into into Echow for this. You just need to run around with your laptop or tablet device and the sidekick. And then, do you want to just talk on what different types of naming for the surveys that you could do?
0: Yeah, sure. So, We discussed it in more detail a couple of weeks ago in the previous episode, well in episode 7 I think it was. Uh, You can do a passive or hybrid survey, so again passive is a survey where you capture everything, doesn't matter if it's your network or the neighbors network, so that's where you will be able to check uh, overlapping of your own access points versus overlapping of all access points in the area, both yours and your neighbors and rogues, and then you probably want to add an active element to the survey sometimes but not to rely on it too much because on Wi-Fi it's not the greatest tool for troubleshooting like like PING, RTT it will give you a proper trend about where you roam or if you are being cut off the network completely this kind of stuff but what I noticed while doing an active survey especially around RTT while troubleshooting roaming or stuff echo is much slower to pick up the uh, the lost pings after the roaming then the real world uh, like cmd ping 8888 8, 8, 8, uh, t would would show you so let's say when you roam from between two access points doing the active element of a survey rtt uh, it probably would take you like a second or 1.5 seconds uh, without 802.11r roaming optimizations in enabled SSIDs, whatever, uh, where you would see uh, one or two ping timeouts on your computer pinging uh, Google DNS. But in Echo, you, you would see like, you know, you started losing packets. It will be 100%, 100%, three seconds later, it will be 90%, then 80%, then 50%, and, you know, six seconds later, you are fine for the last four seconds, but let's say six seconds later, you will see that you have recovered and then in your report it will be shown as oh you had more than five percent uh pingless that was your success criteria for voice enabled networks and this gray area where uh, you are not having access to the network after roaming between the access points so it will look much worse than it really is so take it with pinch of salt it's a yep. good Good, good tool to just show you the trends, but don't rely on it too much, and possibly don't even include it in the report. So I use it for myself, but I think we've we've stopped including it in the report template with Matt uh, mm-hmm. in the periodic survey and post-deployment survey because we feel it's like a slightly misleading, and the clients will call you back saying, "Oh, mate, this is really bad. I have like you know half of my site have." ping And since we are using Sidekick, we don't have to walk around as slowly as we used to. So these areas affected by ping loss, uh, which in real world is not true, uh, they will be much bigger than they used to be a couple of years ago when we are running around with slow nongles. So yeah, <laughs> just, just be mindful of that.
1: And then to make sure that the office is full of the users under normal kind of load and in business hours and then once. That has been completed you would follow it up with um, some off-site documentation um, just to report all of your findings and then usually you would play that back to the customer
0: yeah and I think that's it we nailed periodic health check surveys is there anything else that you would like to add to the discussion mat?
1: I think that's probably covered everything sounds it seems like we've we've got everything covered from the periodic survey Um, yeah I think yeah.
0: times that's that's it that's <laughs> when it, for, it comes to discussing all the surveys.
1: The four P's series is over.
0: Yeah. So in the next episode, what are we going to talk about now? Well, that's actually, nice. I have about a hundred topics <laughs> written okay. down, so we are covered for the next couple of years.
1: <laughs> Maybe some of the guys that are listening to the episode, if they wanna, if they wanna get in touch with some topics they'd like us to to cover they could they could tweet us or leave a comment yeah that would be amazing
0: so happy to include anything so if you guys want to uh, to to hear about something specific let us know and we will be more than happy to to talk about it
1: yeah definitely if there exactly if there's something in particular that you guys are struggling with or interested in and want us to to go over then yeah please feel free to get in touch with uh us on our on our Twitter account which is Wi-Fi Ninjas. Um you can go onto the website at uh, WiFiNinjas.net. Uh and then if you want to get in touch with either of us directly, uh my Twitter is uh at Matt Starling. Yours is at Wi-Fi Mac, right? Yep. Uh same same on LinkedIn, if you guys are on LinkedIn and want to drop us a message on there, uh my LinkedIn you should be able to find me by searching for Matt Starling. Uh, and then Mac is Mac Daring, and you have your own your own blog as well, Mac.
0: Yeah, it's also Geek Wi-Fi. Sorry for not posting too much. It will change in the future, I hope.
1: Yeah, you've been pretty busy recently, though, right, with moving yes. house and the amount of project work made. we've got yeah, at the moment. <laughs> yeah, completely
0: rammed with projects. But it's all good projects, though, like, you know, very educative and challenging. It's, it's all great, but it just leaves mm-hmm. me with no time to sit in my lab at home, really.
1: Yeah, yeah no. Fair enough. All right, well, thank you for your time today, Mac. It's been a pleasure, as always.
0: Yeah, I had a total blast, Matthew. Thank you very much.
1: No problem at all. Right, we'll we'll speak to you guys soon.
0: Cool. Thanks. Bye.
1: Bye.